yeah, um, yeah, it's my first time here. I just wondered if you could recommend anything. Well, um, we got some, we got, we got some new, so we got some stuff on the menu. But I've been, I've been messing around with some new drinks. Mm-hmm. So do you mind if I, if I try and mix up a new cocktail for you? Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. So, um, as as as, as, as a gay bar, you know, um, I'm going to try and get a little bit of that in the cocktail. Oh, um, you you seem like a pleasant new patron of the bar. I oh, don't, you. I don't know you. You've not been in here before. No. So you, but now you're a stranger. Oh, I think there we go. Shake, shake, shake. Try one of these. I call it the Queer and Pleasant Stranger. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. Welcome to Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that show where none of us ever mess up our words ever and have to re-record things. How are you doing this week, Jane? I'm okay. How are you? Oh, good. I had a very nice weekend. It was oh. very chill. Mm-hmm. I had a lovely time. Yes. Watched, watched some things. We did. Went, went and heard some music. We had a good time. We did. Yeah. Where do we want to, where do we want to start with our week? Oh, what did we, what did we play? What did we play did this we play? week? Um, I've not played a huge amount this week. Um, oh. I started replaying Tales from the Borderlands this week because mm. this is one of them ten- Telltale games and they shut down rather unexpectedly they this did. week, and it was all a big, sad state of affairs. People given like thirty minutes notice and no severance pay. But uh, yeah, I thought, you know what? I want to go back and play my favorite, one of my favorite things that Telltale ever did, which is Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands, the, the games themselves are usually just very shoot, 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 bang games. Got a little bit of story to them, but it's not a huge amount of world building. It's usually just. Lots of big, huge, flashy numbers as you shoot things. And Tales from the Borderlands did a really nice job of, like, fleshing that world out. Um, It's a lot less about combat and a lot more about talking and conversations and making choices, Mm. uh, as all those Telltale games are. Uh, You play as a pair of unreliable narrators Mm. who are basically... You start... From, like, the end of the story, they've both been captured by someone who's got them at gunpoint and is like, no, talk me through what happened. And you hear this, you you sort of play through flashbacks of this comedy story in, with little bits of unreliable narration going on. It's it's Mm. definitely a comedy. Um, Your two narrators are basically a big old space asshole businessman who gets screwed over by his boss and decides, right, well, I'm going to screw you right back, boss, steals $10 million from the company account and goes to basically go do a big business deal before his boss can do it. Okay. Um, and the other character you've got is this woman who is a con artist who has basically faked and fabricated the entire business deal that this guy is coming down from space to try and do. Right. Um, and they end up both not getting what they want and having to go on the run together as... A con artist who has been caught out as like, ah, you were trying to sell a fake thing, and mm. ah, you stole ten million dollars from our company to try and buy this thing that turned out to be fake. Mm. And it's just their sort of comedic on the run adventures, trying to scramble together something out of almost screwing up two very big deals. Hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Yeah. Are it's... there any of them sort of characters from? the main Borderlands series? There's there's a couple of characters that show up, uh, mainly ones from Borderlands 2. Um, characters like Athena, who's a, who's one of the vault hunters in Borderlands 2, shows up. Um, a lot of it sticks to original characters. Mm. Um, like Handsome Jack, who was a big antagonist in the Borderlands series. Handsome Jack shows up in some form. I don't want to give too much away of how that occurs, but yeah, there's... It's probably, I think, the most comedic, like, the best comedy timing in a video game I've experienced. It's mm. just got some some really on-point comedy writing. Um, I think it really helps that because it's a narrative adventure game, they can sort of control the pacing a bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't played that since I first played through it, and um, about halfway through, I still think that is possibly the funniest game I've ever played. It's it is very, very funny point and click adventure stuff. So mm. yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Nice. Uh what about you? What have you been playing? Um I finished Minute. Oh, how'd you how'd you find the end of Minute? 
Uh, it was good. I think it was just the right length. Um, it, yeah, very sort of sort of Zelda light. Yeah. Um, as we've said previously, it's quite concise. It, it ended nicely. There's a new game plus mode that yeah. I'm not sure I can be bothered you, with. But... You, you see what I mean, though? That like, if you know what you're doing, you could probably get through that in under an hour. Mm. But in, like, I've seen speedrunners do it in under half an hour. I think the fastest speed time I've seen posted for it is about 25 minutes. I believe 25 runs is the fastest I've seen as well, yeah. But it's... Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little game that doesn't outstay its welcome. Yeah, it's it's just right that night, and it's a, yeah. it's a good price, so... Yeah. There's, there's definitely a few things I want to go back in and do in that game. Like, I still never got the seven coins to get the running shoes to get through that maze. I don't know what's through that maze, I want to know. I think it's just another heart. Entirely possible, but like there, there are things in that game that I know I haven't found, and I kind of want to mess around with. I, I did get, I did find enough coins to get the running shoes, and I did the running shoes back. Oh, I never got the running shoes, so that's you did a thing I never did. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a fun little. It's it's not going to replace a full Zelda adventure, but it's a fun little couple of quid, yeah. nice little side adventure, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Would definitely recommend, and would like to see more from those people. Yeah. Yeah, what else you played? Uh, what else I played? Uh, I played the network test for Dark Souls Remastered on Switch ah. over the weekend. Um, so I'll start with the positives. Um, as someone that has played Dark Souls on a lot of things before, this is definitely not like the graphically best way to play that game. Mm. Um, you can play it on a PS4 Pro or a PC or whatever, and you know have nice 60, 60 frames a second locked, which is good. Yeah. But this is also not the worst way to play it graphically. Like this, this version of the game is more stable and runs more reliably than the PS3 and 360 versions mm. ever did. So like it's it's better than going back to the old console versions. Portability is really nice. It plays very well on a handheld. That's all I really wanted out of this port was. I can I can be on a plane or a train and get a bit of a Dark Souls fix, which is nice. Mm. However, there's a couple of weird things about it. Um, a, at least in this network test, the A and B button functions are the opposite of what you would expect them to be in menus, which is really confusing. You have to press B to go forward in menus and A to go back, which is weird. Um, someone on Twitter told me there's a there was an option in the options menu to change that. I could not find it, so mm. maybe I'm wrong, but it wasn't obvious, and it was it was annoying me. I was looking for a solution and couldn't find one. This is like when um, we went to play the um, Agents of Mayhem demo at MCM, and I was like, I don't like the camera controls. It's in, yeah, it's <laughs> just something felt weird, and I did my brain didn't like it. Um, the other thing about that demo is, and this is not necessarily. A problem for me, but it's a thing to be aware of and something that people were hoping for that's not there. You can't pause Dark Souls on Switch by hitting the home button or the sleep button, as some people had hoped. Mm. It's a portable version of the game. Um, portability sometimes means being able to, like, the ability to stop suddenly and come back later is kind of important for portable versions mm. of games. I can understand why they've not put it in there. Like, not being able to pause is a very deliberate design choice in that series and something they didn't want to get rid of here. But that's going to be a thing to be aware of, is there is no ability to just hit home or or sleep and mm. have it perfectly pause. So, and Did you have a chance to go and look at the Village of Eternal Flame frame drop? Uh, the demo only showed uh, an area called the Undead Parish. Um, I wasn't able to go to Blight Town, which Blight. is like the most notoriously frame-droppy place, but what I will say is, I've seen footage from events where people have gone to Blight Town, and it seems to run fine, yeah. and considering that this, that the Undead Parish played better than the 360 and PS3 versions of the Undead Parish, mm. I have no doubt that, like, I'm pretty confident this is going to play alright. Like, alright. It seems like it's keeping up a pretty good 30 frames, it's so good. I'm not too worried about Blight Town currently. We'll mm -hmm. see when the full game comes out, but yeah, that was my experience with Dark Souls Switch. Oh. Uh, what else have you played? I had a playthrough of The Wonderful End of the World. Oh, that this... Katamari-like. Yeah, that Katamari-like that... It's not my favourite thing in the world. It's not great. It scratches the itch. 
What's do you want to explain to people what's not so great about it compared to Katamari? Um rather than rolling up with the the Katamari balls, you have um this puppet thing yeah. that gathers things into it and especially in the first level. The first level's got just really bad generic MIDI music. And the sound it makes when you pick up items is something like boom. The number of times I picked that game up and just gave up during the first level because I was like, oh, this don't feel good. Yeah, the first level is not the best of all of them. It does get a bit better after that. The uh, Inside the computer level where you sort of start off inside a Pac-Man maze mm-hmm. and then you expand out and you start collecting things like Tetris blocks and um, centipedes trees or whatever the items yeah, were in that, yeah. mushrooms. Um, and then uh, there's one that's just made up of like letters and word clippings, Ooh. and that, that's quite fun. Um, yeah, and we managed to get through the whole thing in an hour. Nice. So, yeah. You did that all on a live stream. It's good for the live stream, so if you want did to go to Maniac Janiac on yeah. YouTube, you can go and watch the one over there. Heck. See me get uh, A's and, and A-stars on everything. Because you're a mezzan. Well, I've, pro played that, gamer I've played that game a lot. You was pro gamer gal. I uh, didn't go and do the bonus levels, but there we go. Yeah. I think that was enough for everyone. <laughs> what about you? Uh, the only other thing I really played this week was uh, I played some more Pokemon Go this weekend. You playing Pokemon Go? I know. Uh, I, I, I played a bit more of that. So mm-hmm. uh, currently there's a couple of events that were going on over the weekend. There's a big uh, Gen 1 event where like all of the old Generation 1 Pokemon are more common than normal at the moment. Mm-hmm. Which is good for me because I traded someone for a shiny Charmeleon because I want... Shiny Charizard is like one of my favourite designs of a Pokemon. Mm. So I, I went out and caught a bunch of Charmanders to be able to evolve to my Charizard. I've now got my shiny Charizard. That was cool. <laughs> Woo. Uh, I think I've told the story before. Charm- Charmander in its evolution line, one of my favourite Pokemon. Love them. Uh, they were also doing a Chikorita Community Day on Saturday, where that that was the grass Gen 2 starter was a lot more common than normal. Mm-hmm. Caught a bunch of those. You finally caught- evolved it to its strongest form, which was like, I think one of five Pokemon I was missing in Gen 2. Ooh. So, mm. You got your nuthead thing? Yeah, I'll talk about the nuthead thing mm-hmm. quickly. So, mm. last week in like network traffic for the game, uh, hackers basically found an icon for a Pokemon that had never been seen before. It's like a little grey blob, kind of like a grey ditto with a, a bolt for a head. Mm. And people were like, oh, is this going to be a thing when Pokemon Let's Go comes to the Switch? And then it just started popping up on the community day. Um, and if you caught one, it like its name was all question marks and its stats were all question marks. And if you caught it, it became a ditto. And people assumed it was in there incorrectly, like they'd accidentally put it up. Mm. And they just kind of left it there for a while. And people were like, is this, is this a bug or is this a confusing tease or something? Mm. And turns out, like... It's deliberately there. Uh, there was a trailer today that was like basically Professor Willow from Pokemon Go and Professor Oak from Let's Go being mm. like, oh, we found this thing, but every time we catch it, it turns out it was just a ditto looking like one. And it seems like they're trying to tease this new Pokemon for Let's Go. And I feel like this is the worst way they could have teased it because they put a new Pokemon in the game and everyone got very excited and went, oh, it's a brand new Pokemon, I'm going to be the first one to get it. And then it turns into a ditto. It's like, oh, I didn't actually want a ditto. I wanted this cool new thing. I want to know what it was. Yeah. It was a bit of a weird anti-climax letdown of like getting people excited and then being like, ah, no, you don't get it. So, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of this particular way of teasing that. But mm. if you're a person who's trying to do the Mew quest still from a while back and need to do the thing where you need to find a ditto... If you spot one of these things with the, the bolt for a head, that's a guaranteed ditto. So I guess mm-hmm. that's that's good for people who want to get their Mew quest done still. Oh. Yeah, I think that's everything I've played. That's everything I've played. <gasps> so. <gasps> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Right, right. Call this meeting. Um, trying to de- decide on some new ways to uh, save revenue within the uh, company because uh, it's very expensive making video games. Sure, um, sure. And I think I have thought of some ways that we can maybe uh, 
cut some corners and cut down some of our outgoing expenses. That's exactly what I like to hear. What have you got so far? So, um, first idea, um, overwork our staff. Naturally, naturally. Exactly. If you make them work very long hours and give them very little time off and don't give them extra money for that, that's more work for the same money. That's that's just business 101. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Um, ideas you got? What ideas you got? Well, I I think that we want to make sure that we're uh, basically just churning out as many games as we can in the same engine. Don't make anything different, you know, because different costs money. Exactly. So we want to be able to churn everything out in in, in as uh, sort of close to the same as possible. And also, you know, people say they like change, but they don't. They they want exactly the same thing over and over and over again. Just make a formula and plug in new things. Just plug new brands into existing formula. That's that's brilliant. Absolutely. Um, so, my idea, um, I reckon, push those games out as fast, as common as possible. So much, people say we're going to oversaturate the market if we keep releasing game after game after game after game without changing anything. I say hogwash to that. Yeah, so, and I also think, you know, we're obviously we're going to flood the market. People are eventually going to gonna just feel completely burnt out on our pointless uh, recycled crap you know so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we've got the best of the best on board you know maybe like six months before uh, it all goes to shit we we like put out a, a big call looking for more staff you know we'll we'll make how about we make a big thing about getting more women in you know that's like yeah, that's a big yeah. important thing you know and then you know we can really appeal to some of the the more shitty elements of the gaming community by just you know selling it as this thing like oh you know they destroyed it it wasn't us with uh-huh. our awful business practices and then just just hear me out on this yeah once we've got the money for those games once mm-hmm, those games mm-hmm, have sold mm-hmm. and we have had the money we just fire all the stuff give them 30 minutes warning get them out of the building no yeah, no yeah. no no uh you know severance pay or nothing just no. just out they go out Absolutely. they go just, just get rid of the staff because then we don't have to pay them that the money is ours are you sure 30 minutes is 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 short enough time because we don't want anyone managing to get anything off their hard drive and maybe releasing it you know how people got that like Star Fox 2 out you know we want to make sure that uh any that unfinished uh that unfinished game well, with see, the, the Marvel thing that that yeah, doesn't get is, released is, out there is what I'm thinking is yeah. what I'm thinking we make the meeting to tell them they're fired about an hour long we get rid of all the computers during that meeting then we give them 30 minutes so they feel like they've had enough time to clear their stuff out but they've not had time to uh take any of our materials absolutely you are a Fucking genius. Exactly. I think that uh, this is definitely not going to bankrupt us, and we can keep working on projects and making money indefinitely, and this is definitely a stable way to run a business. Absolutely. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, how's, 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 your, how's your running training been going? Been doing sprints and, and the altitude training. Been doing a lot of altitude oh, training, yeah. you know, make sure I've got the strongest lungs possible oh, for this this big important event. I know the big day's coming up and we've got to get our running good. I've I've been trying to practice my uh, my endurance, uh, keep keep my pace going, like yeah. not overexert myself. Got to be able to, you know, not lose any speed before the end of the uh, th- that run you got to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we, I think I think we're primed to be to be right at the front of the pack there. Yeah, right. Now the doors are open. Please do not run to the front of the concert. <laughs> Fuck you all for a barrier. So, what have you? watched. Well, we watched a thing together on Sunday. We did. We binge-watched all of Hilda, which is a new cartoon animated show on Netflix. The Adventures of Young Laura. Yeah, so I I felt like I had to watch this, because for, <laughs> for a few years I've been getting tweets about the, co- the comic this is based on, about this young, blue-haired, adventurous girl that everyone is like, that looks like this is this is they based a character on Laura, and the, we we saw the trailer and it looked like oh that's a really nice looking trailer. Mm-hmm. So we sat and binge watched this show about a girl who used to live with her mum out in the wilderness, uh, where there were all these like monsters and things and adventures and to have. Yeah, and then through various happenstances, she has to move to the city, and she's like, but I want to have adventures still. And she then finds ways to have adventures. By joining the scouts, essentially. Yeah, basically joining scouts. Um, 
It's a really sweet show, isn't it? Mm. It's got a really nice art style. Um, what was it you described it as? Like, if I described it as if Steven Universe had Gravity Falls money. Yeah, it's it's got really nice music to it. All the mm. all the the voice acting was really nice. Yeah. It was just a really sweet, heartfelt show with it, like some good action scenes, some good drama. I think it's truly the most wholesome show I've seen in a while. Yeah. It, it was exactly what we needed on a very sleepy, slightly fragile Sunday, yeah. where we were like, we had a, we had a, we had a big Saturday night. We yep. need, we need easygoing TV today. Yeah, so we needed to have one of those days where we just kept going. No Netflix, we haven't sorted our lives out. Yeah, we're watching, we're watching fourteen episodes of the thing back to back. Netflix, stop judging me. But yeah, no, Kilda, I highly recommend it. If, yeah. if you're in the mood for just some. Some good-hearted, animated telly about the adventures of young British Laura. I would happily watch that again in the not-too-distant future. Very much. I, I'm very up for that. And we, we spotted a familiar voice in there, didn't we? Oh, yeah. We were trying to place where we recognised a voice from, and it was uh, Thingy Bob from Xenoblade from Xenoblade. Yeah, Tora from Xenoblade 2. We were like... Where do we recognise that that voice of that very small character from? His voice oh. is much more adorable when he's not going me, 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 or making creepy robots. He, yeah, that. I think this is my favourite thing I've heard that voice do. Mm, definitely. Yeah. What are Off you? To... What are you watch this week? Um. Um. So I watched a thing that randomly showed up in my recommended YouTube stuff. Um. A uh, almost show called uh, Starship Goldfish. Okay. Um, its pilot episode has just come out. Right. Um, the first episode was done as an animatic with some actual sort of finished animation, but mostly just animatic stuff. Okay, yeah. Uh, in 2013. Mm. And the second episode came out in four parts during 2015. Right. Um, which again was... Like animatic and some fully animated bits. Yeah, but the bit that's just come out is the pilot, and it's fully animated. Okay, so they've gone back and been like, "Oh, okay, there's enough interest in this to justify actually animating." Yeah, I've n- I've no idea if they've managed to get some funding for making a full show or what, but it was it was quite interesting to sort of go through and, and watch the episodes as they happen chronologically, even though. Watch, watching the evolution of a show getting made. Yeah, but also, like, the pilot episode is, is chronologically the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a bit weird. Um, sure, so the show is uh, Starship Goldfish. It is about an idiot captain um, who has a really kick-ass ship and a cool robot companion. Um, he deleted his memories a year ago and now just sort of bumbles around space being a dick and nearly dying quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, in an almost sort of final space kind of way. I was going to say, everything you've been saying about this, I've had very final space <laughs> vibes. Yeah, it had that sort of like, you're all going to die in a really dumb way. Yeah, it, it is a bit like that. I've, mm, this sounds like my, it's up my alley. I'm up yeah. for this. Um, I mean, the episodes are about 20 minutes each. Uh, 20, 22 minutes yeah. each. Um, it was quite an interesting show. The robot is sort of, Beautifully aware of how <laughs> ridiculous yeah. uh, the uh, the human is. Um, they meet a uh, a woman who lives on a space station, who has a really kick-ass space station that's super protective of her. She's not really <laughs> allowed to go out. She's not allowed to have any adventures. She's not allowed to interact with other ships. Um, so she manages to sort of find a way to get around the computer, um, stick the starship goldfish who has a distress signal. Um, into their banks so that they can go and talk to it and help it. Aww. So they they help them out and survive and there's lots of interesting things going on in that series. Lots of weird aliens and uh, the, the story's a bit odd and yeah, the, some of the stuff that happens to the robots. I don't want to do spoiler but... No, I... I I am intrigued enough that I'm going to check yeah. this out. The main character is definitely a complete dick though. <laughs> Uh, other, got? other things we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both watched a bit more Glow over the last week. We did. We watched some I'm Glow. Continuing to very much enjoy going yeah. through that. It's the characters are not always nice people, no. but there's usually like 
consequences for that. I hope so. The whole thing about, oh, you want us to be stereotypes, and the guy's like, yeah. It's, it's very... Made me quite uncomfortable. It's very much like, oh, this is set in, in a, t- a separate time period that is not now. Yeah. Um... But like I love a lot of the cast of characters. I I, I they're very sweet and I I, I like that episode we were watching the other day about the uh, about Wolf the Wolf Girl. Mm. That was that was kinda sweet. Yeah. It's it's a nice show. Mm-hmm. Uh what else have you been watching? That is all I've watched. Uh the only other thing I've really been watching, I watched a bit more BuzzFeed Unsolved. Continue to find that very amusing, just Skeptic and person who believes in the supernatural bumbling around scary places. Mm. Uh, the, the episodes I've been watching recently, the guy who is very into the idea that ghosts are real has his new his new thing that he likes to bring out to all the supposedly haunted places, where basically it very quickly scans through different radio channels, mm-hmm. um, and the idea is, oh, ghosts can use it to talk, and what's probably happening is you are just getting some very lucky timing of you're hearing little snippets of different radio channels and mm-hmm. it sounds like a sentence. There's a couple of times I cannot deny that it sounds like it's fucking answering questions being asked. I, okay. I'm not saying I believe that it's a real thing, but like, there's one point where like guy who believes in ghosts is like, yeah, what colour jackets are we wearing if you're here, ghosts? And like, each... It, it skips through these radio channels about a tenth of a second at a time, so you would need a lot of radio channels in a row to make several words of sound. Mm. It sounds like it describes their jackets as brown and white, which they are brown with white tw- trim. And it's like, that's quite a long thing to get in tenth of a second chunks accidentally as a response to a question. Huh. There's a few things where I'm like, I don't, I don't believe that, but also that's... A- Big old coincidence, huh? Mm. And I can understand why if you believe in ghosts you might be freaked the fuck out by that. Ooh. So I've been enjoying this this balancing act of believes in ghosts and really does not. <laughs> like <laughs> skeptic who is just like I'm pretty sure everything you're hearing is just the fucking wind. Yeah. Um they make a very sweet pair. Like neither of them mocks the other for their very different stance on the matter. No. Nice. It's just Nice, good-hearted, I believe, you don't, that's okay, let's go explore. Hurrah. So yeah, that's everything I've, I've watched. Hurrah. So. <gasps> hi, hi, yes, I, I'm glad we could uh, sort of sort out this meeting, because, you know, I was very much looking forward to the touching base. Yes, uh, corporate synergy. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think that's very much important. We need the, we need the alignment, the empowerment, and and uh, definitely need to uh, organise the, the the globalization going forward. Indeed, uh, we need to make sure we have um, an exit strategy so that uh, when we have our um, heavy lifting going on, we can ensure we have a holistic approach to our leverage, augmented, increased mind share. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 maybe you know, moving forward, we should think about uh, uh, what is the new normal. Uh, what have we got on the runway? Uh, and and you know, obviously, want to try and organise some kind of paradigm shift going forward. Indeed, uh, we want some organic growth. Um, we want to make sure that we're proactive. Uh, push the envelope. Uh, we reimagine the roadmap. Um, um, with strategic. Um. Sus- Synergy is sustainable synergy. Is that a thing? I think uh, yes, yes. Um, uh, you, would you would you be hiring me at all? Up uh, because I know all the buzzwords. And um, um, this is terribly embarrassing. I thought you were trying to hire me. I I honestly have no idea what we're on about. I was just saying some business words, hoping that I sounded like I knew what I was on about. Oh, uh, do well, you work here? Not right now. I thought I was going to, but. You sounded like you knew what you were talking about. You said a lot of business words. I said a lot of business words. I've got the Wikipedia page for buzzwords oh, open s- under the table. So, so so do I. Do you think if we just sit at one of these tables and say these buzzwords to each other that they'll probably just keep giving us paychecks? I mean, that seems reasonable. Indeed, but... we just say the buzzwords a bunch and then we go to HR at the end of the month and go, we haven't had our paychecks. You saw us talking buzzwords. Yes, yes, uh... Yes, yes, I think that probably works. So, Fantastic. Uh, yes, so, stru- survival strategy, uh, sustainability uh, and wellness. Um, is a win-win scenario in the spin-up sisterhood 
and in 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 my that's right in my wheelhouse that sort of thing. Indeed. Sort of thing. Let you. me unpack that statement. It seems very robust. <laughs> So, Laura, this week we've got an entirely different sponsor. Oh, who's our sponsor this week? This week we are sponsored by Spooky Brand Mattresses. Uh, They are are haunted, Uh, they leak ectoplasm at random moments, and they come in these amazing special Pandora boxes which keep it all the spookiness good and small while it's being shipped. And then uh, once you open the box, all the evil escapes, and and it just feels like it's just being shoved into our, our world by demons from another dimension. Indeed. Try it for 100 nights, and if you're not completely terrified, they'll give you your money and your soul back. That's Spooky Brand Mattresses uh, at spookybrand.com.gov.com Slash podcast Slash podcast Slash Um, put in the promo code Queer and Pleasant Spookies uh, Yes I I have a spooky brand Mattress uh, On on the bed in the spare bedroom The the guests seem to like it They like that the uh, ectoplasm is handily Self-lubricating You know if we have everyone Anyone frisky over (laughs) That's Spooky Brown Mattresses. That's Spooky Brown Mattresses. Uh, yeah, try one today. So, what have you listened to this week? Oh, I've had a big listening week this week. I've, um, I've, I've listened to a few things. Yeah, well, do you want to start? Uh, I don't think I've got as much as you, so do you want to start? Okay, well, the first thing I listened to is um, an episode of Query. Ooh, which I've yes. been listening to a lot recently. Um, it was the Rebecca Sugar, Sugar episode. Yeah, this was from a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, it was recorded on October... Or it was put out on October 9th, 2017. Yeah, so... It's about a year old now. Yeah, so Rebecca Sugar had come out as... Bi, but as bi, not non-binary at that point. Yeah, okay. So do you want to talk us through... So yeah, yeah. It's, it's really sweet, and it's it's talking about sort of like... Growing up and getting into animation and mm. and uh, sort of obviously a, a queero as is 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 the format of the show and I just think Rebecca Sugar is the most wholesome and pure person in the world. She seems it, doesn't she? Yeah, I I have that downloaded. I've not listened to it yet, but I'm listening it to it uh, tomorrow, mm. very early in the morning when I go do a very long journey to a work company conference. Yeah. The other thing she was talking about was how, um, to, like, using art to be and feel safe. Yeah. And and how, like, she's been quite touched by uh, people sort of coming up to her at events and things. And um, the first time she performed a lot of the Steven Universe songs live. Yeah. Uh, because she'd never done gigs before. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you want me to come? I think it was a convention. It seems and like it would She be. did, like, a, a bunch of Steven Universe songs on the ukulele. It's like, oh, so sweet, you're so precious, yeah. we must e- save you. Every time I see her, like, play those songs in front of audiences on a ukulele, she she just seems so, oh, I just want to give her a hug. She, she oh, oh, you're so oh, precious. So pure. <laughs> so pure. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so pure precious. Mm. What you got? Uh, what I got? What you got? Uh, I've been listening to a podcast that uh, I fell a bit behind on. I've been Ooh. catching up. Uh, one called Weird Heat, which I can't remember if I've talked about on here before. It is a podcast by uh, Brian Altano and Max Scoville from the Comedy mm-hmm. Button. And every episode they pick a topic and they just have a good old conversation about it for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent ones I've been listening to were episodes about fear, money, anxiety and procrastination. Which are all things I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, their feelings on those and the way they talk about their feelings on those are things I can empathise with. It's the only nation uh, I have any sort of uh, patriotic feelings about. What, the procrastination? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's a good podcast to listen to as someone that does creative things to feel a bit less alone in some of my, my brain feely thought yeah. stuff with. It's a good just, like, feel a bit less alone with the ways that your brain's maybe a bit fucked up Mm. sort of podcast. So, yeah, yeah, I continue to very much enjoy that podcast. I have to be in the right frame of mind to listen to it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I've been very much enjoying that. What about you? 
Um, I listened to the best of Chubby Checker this morning. <laughs> Did you now? Yeah. I, I I don't know what brought that up. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I want to listen to some Chubby Checker. So I just took Best Chubby Checker on, on YouTube. How did that go? He sung a lot about the twist and limboing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's some good old-fashioned rock and roll. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's classic. <laughs> it's really classic uh, rock and roll music. Yeah. Sock hop music. <laughs> yeah. um, what else you got? In terms of other stuff I've listened to, I re-listened to the the first couple of MCR albums recently because I was just nice. I was in the mood for a bit of like very familiar rock music, so I I re-listened to I gave you my bullets, you gave me your heart, which is their first album, which is like very sort of raw and angry. Good um, it's the sort of it's it's the most like punkish of their albums where it's all just like. Anger is the primary emotion, and it's not too polished. Mm. And then Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, which was, like, the first album that they went sort of pretty big with. Mm. Um, Definitely a more polished sound. There's a few of the tracks that deal a bit more with feelings like sadness or or defiant optimism, like, rather than just anger. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that band is always going to be a band for me that just, like, is ingrained in my head and that I will forever have a soft spot for, so... Yeah, I just went back and re-listened to those first couple of albums. Nice. Uh, what about you? What else you listen to? Uh, listen to Dolly Parton's "I Will Always Love You." <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I was standing at the bottom of the stairs, lip-syncing at you. You, you were indeed. I came down just as you were finishing lip-syncing. <laughs> oh yeah, it was one of those things where you didn't know I was serenading you, but there you were. <laughs> I came down. I was like, "Ah, oh, was that for me? Was it?" Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well. I, I particularly like that version of it. I know I know a lot of people are big fans of Whitney's version, but oh, I, I, Dolly I, sounds like she's just had her heart broken, and Whitney sounds yeah. like she's showing off all of the vocal range. Yeah, do, I, I always like Dolly Parton's stuff, and that song in particular, I'm like, yeah, you knocked that one out. Yeah. I'm not saying that Whitney's a bad singer. No, but I, I have a personal preference to the Dolly version. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any others? I've got a couple of others. Uh, we listened to a lot of music together on Saturday night. We did. A uh, couple, yeah. couple of tracks that I'm pretty sure we've talked about before, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to bring them up. The ones that have been stuck in my head that we heard on Saturday night were Yaki Yaki. Yep, by Marie Canty. Uh, yep. Uh, we, what, what's the version of it? Hard Floor Mix. Hard Floor Mix. Uh, and Flip the Script, which is another one I know I've talked about recently mm-hmm. that... As far as I can tell, only exists in connection to the place where we heard it. Yep. So they also play Josh Wing's Higher State of Consciousness. Oh yes. Always popular at that event. What other good stuff did they play that? Um, there was a weird version of uh, Filthy Kicks, Beauty in the Beats. Oh yeah, um, you mentioned that with some MCing over it. I don't know that version, but there we go. Yeah, there was some. There was some good tracks. There was some very good. We tracks. need to listen to the the live stream of we that event to the music. Board, yeah. yeah, and we need to track down what some of those tracks were. Yes, same because there was some really good drum and bass oh, slash jungle towards the end. There, I was like, I need this too. There were some proper bangers. There were some proper bangers. Proper bangers. Uh, so yeah, you listen to anything else? Uh, yeah, I I listened to I basically stuck into YouTube today some Steven Steven Universe mixes remixes because yeah. I wanted to see what I could find. Um, and there was a a remix uh, Steven Universe uh, let's only think about love uh, featuring Shyleaf. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's a really nice sort of housey mix. It's it's really beautiful. Um, quite chippy in places. Definitely recommend. You, have you got any others, or shall I just no? Just go through yours. That's, that's um, all of mine done. Steven Universe Dance of Swords uh, video game remix remix. Uh, Electro House. Very good. Um, it's uh, sort of a lot of holo- hollow pearl lines during the sort of Dance of Swords um, ambient track. Um, with all the Electro House grunginess. Uh, Lapis Lazuli and under um, extended cover by Cyril the Wolf. It's an eighties rock cover. Oh yes, um, please. It's about like it's like four minutes of hair metal version of uh, Lapis Lazuli. Oh, yeah, that um, I'm very into that. And my personal favourite of the day, a symphonic metal tribute to Steven Universe oh. by L Train on YouTube. Oh, I need to listen to all of these. Um, it's 
uh, like, so these lots of sort of uh, orchestral stuff and then sort of going into like shreddy guitar. Um, definitely recommend, it's, it's like 12 minutes long, but uh, the highlights from that were um, Strong in the Real Way, Real Way uh, and Stronger Than You. <gasps> oh. Both brilliant versions. And the, um, the, the title theme was pretty darn good. I am up for all of these things in mm-hmm, my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was L Hyphen Train on YouTube. Ooh. Is there mm. anything else? Uh, that is it. <gasps> I guess it's time for this. Do you like the idea of partying, but are continually paranoid about the safety and comfort of your partying friends? Uh-huh. Well, you might be just the candidate we're looking for to fill in the position of Rave Mum. What's a Rave Mum? Your duties will include making sure your friends who are sat in the corner are having a good time, checking everyone is drinking water in healthy amounts, and giving chewing gum to anyone who looks like they could do with something to chew on besides their own face. I could be a Rave Mum. Fantastic! Applications are open right now. Apply for Rave Mom. Grimlor, I am deeply saddened. What have you saddened today? I have been corrupting humans for many years, gathering souls for our evil armies of the damned. Indeed, foisting evil upon the world is the most fun I've had in eons. Yes, but it's getting a bit too easy. I know what you mean. I think I think the problem, you see. I think there's a bit too much evil in the world already. It's... it's, it's it's like we've got nothing really to do with the humans are sort of doing it all to themselves at this point. Well, it didn't help that all those demons decided to escape to Earth and disguise themselves as fundamentalist Christians. Oh, goodness, yes. It's sort of baking the spirit of things, isn't it, to go down and interfere directly like that? Exactly. I'm, I'm very disappointed. It's just too easy. We keep... You think you're going to tease someone and, and, and steal their soul, and before you know it, there is like, well, that, that was just a pushover. Come on, where's, where's your virtues? Exactly, trying to corrupt people to evil. It turns out they've already gone and done a bunch of evil themselves. It doesn't take any, any old work to push them over. Half of them have souls darker than the bosses. Oh, goodness, yeah. Uh, you know, at this at this point, I'm thinking it might just might just be easier to try and do the opposite, try and make them nice, because at least that's a challenge. Maybe we could get a job upstairs then. Maybe we could go and Question time! It's time for questions! What's the questions? Uh, it's very few questions, because I was just silly this week. Did you forget to put the question thread up on time? I forgot to put the question thread up until about 20 minutes ago. Well, that's fine, because I've got to be up at, like, 5 in the morning tomorrow, so I am up for a short episode. Okay. <laughs> uh, Becky Tootheel would like to know, what things do you want to make? Oh, what things do I want to make? I've always wished I could make music. I've tried making music. I'm not very good at it. I would like to make some music. I'm about to have to write a new jingle, so... Well, <laughs> you will indeed be writing some music. Mm. Um, what else? Uh, I like making people laugh. Aww. I think that's the most important thing, making people happy. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the most important things to make. Um, too often I just make a mess. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to make a home. These these are all very sweet answers that were not. That I was being much more literal with my answers. <laughs> um, I like to spend. Uh, well, one day I would like to make a Lego Star Destroyer because I think <gasps> they're really cool. But Ooh. I would need a lot of money to be able to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe yeah. when we win the lottery one day. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, Luna Laviolette would like to know uh, Y'all going to be at any cons or events up north at any point in the near future? I might be at uh, Let me check what the event uh, where, where in the country it is I, I am having a mental blank Do you have any answers for this while I, I uh, No, I haven't got anything planned now this year Okay, in, um, in terms of 
Uh, so the, the the most northish one I'm going to is not terribly far north, um, but in in the near future, uh, in November I'm probably going to MCM Comic Con in Birmingham. So that's further north than I often go for uh, for conventions. That's about the best answer I can offer you right now. I'm probably going to be in Birmingham in late November. I think we should try and make an effort to go and do something somewhere at some point. A bit more north. It would be nice indeed. It's, it would. it's just I don't a know case what's of... going on. Maybe people can suggest things that are worth yeah. going to. Someone suggested a, a, a museum the other day that we should check out, um, but I've forgotten what it was. I will need to look it back up in in the notes. Okay, okay. But yeah, um, Birmingham is as north as I'm going anytime soon. We don't have any plans. If you can suggest something that's. Uh, some something's up there that, if, that we can see. If you can suggest a thing that I can convince Kotaku UK <laughs> is like worth paying for me to send me to, then I will be there, and I can afford to get to. Yeah, because I don't get the press stuff. No, no. Uh, we'll have a questions. Uh, Bungle would like to know how do you dye your hair without destroying it? Uh, I don't. I destroy it. It's in terrible condition. It's not. It's very strokey. It gets very. At this point, it gets very tangled very often. Well, yeah, you could probably do with a trim, because you've got some split ends, which will cause yeah. all of that, and yeah. you don't condition it, so... I, uh, not as much oh. as I should. Not as much as I should. Um, yeah, no, no, no I, I have not thought about the long-term health of my hair, and I probably should, but... We, we leave it until, like, we let the roots grow out. A reasonable way before yeah, we bleach. Yeah, I usually bleach. let it have like about an inch to two inches of roots before I re-bleach and, it. And we tr- mainly because my head is so sensitive that I get chemical yeah. burns if I have peroxide on my head for yeah. more than about twenty minutes. Yeah, and we both try and just bleach the the roots rather than bleaching the already dyed hair, which which helps yeah. to not do excessive damage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think those are all main bits of the device. That's the main bit, and and I condition a decent amount and. Sort of once a month or so, I will stick a bunch of coconut oil on it and leave it overnight. I should really do that. Sleep on a towel and then the next morning give it a nice hot rinse out and it's super conditioning. Next time you do that, let me know and I'll do it as well. Um, Other than that, we use uh, vegan dyes, which are pretty... Yeah. Pretty light on the hair. Manic Panic do very good neon dyes that are very good for the hair and vegan. And for your one, the Atomic Turquoise, it actually just stays in there forever. Oh yeah, it good. Yeah, yours stays in for ages. Uh, mine washes out about every two weeks. Uh, but yeah, um, I use the Atomic Lizard. Uh, electric Lizard. Uh, Mechalics would like to know, pancakes or buffers? Mmm... I have more nostalgia for pancakes, but I think that it's tough to deny that waffles, uh, with their deliciousness traps, are probably the objectively better. I think that I think waffles are better, but I will always be more nostalgic and have a preference for pancakes. Waffles every time, yeah. Waffles every time because I I remember going to. Uh, I think it was friendly in in Florida when we went to go to Disneyland when I was quite small, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I I had waffles every single day, uh, and with <laughs> whatever that fake maple syrup that they yeah. use in American diners is. I, I had a similar experience as a small child going to Disneyland in Florida, I didn't have waffles for breakfast every day. I had donuts. Uh. So I vividly remember those donuts. And if I'd had waffles, I'm sure that those waffles would be nostalgic. Mm. But I didn't really have waffles into it until into adulthood. Mm. And I can tell that they're objectively a better design. But I had pancakes growing up. I had very thin, very thin English pancakes. Oh, they're sort of crepey ones. Almost, as yeah, very fluffy I had very, very crepey pancakes. And that was... That was that was pancakes growing I, up. I remember my folks used to make crepey pancakes, and with like uh, I think they'd use like Yorkshire pudding batter. It, it's very similar batter. And then um, like fry it up as thin as possible, yep. and stick like chocolate sauce and ice cream on it. Yeah, which I always thought was a bit sickly, to be honest. I because they're quite greasy. For me, growing up, it was always a uh, golden syrup. There's always golden syrup just to result on a pancake. Uh, see, parents only used golden syrup in the um, ginger cake. 
Yeah, that's a good ginger cake. It is a good that's ginger cake. some of that on my birthday. It's a good ginger cake. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's <laughs> a family recipe. It's a very <laughs> good family like, recipe. A few, few things I got to my, from my parents apart from my genetics. Uh, yeah, that is all of the questions. <gasps> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Rachel just is warrior horse. Hello, Larry. Oh, Barry, how are you doing today? I'm well, you know, I'm, I'm not too bad, you know. Busy day at work. Yeah, yeah. no the feeling, no the feeling. Um, I had a, I had a thing on my mind today. I yeah. wanted to uh, just, just sample it off someone. Um, oh, yeah. I saw, I, I saw a, a, a statistic recently. Uh, I can't remember exactly how much it was, but I uh, saw some of those statistics about how much uh, people who have periods, yeah. how much on average uh, period products cost uh, cost that person in their lifetime. And it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it, that, that that's you know, that that's not a thing that's uh, subsidised or covered in any way, because, uh, you know, we, we live in the, in the UK, obviously, and we've got a national health service. In theory, all our medical costs are meant to be uh, covered, covered, you know, by taxes and whatnot. But people who have periods, that's that's a thing that, like, you know, they can't help that that's going on, but they have to pay out of pocket for that. Doesn't seem right to me. No, absolutely. I mean, it's it's ridiculous it, it, that anything that is absolutely essential for somebody is is something that you have to pay for. Uh, you know, you call me a, a dirty socialist if you like, but that's, I think it's the sort of thing that sh- should is is absolutely essential. You know, we need to make sure that people have the ability to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why essential products for people who menstruate are not available for free. It's 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 just essential. How how can you? How can you think that it's 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 right to profit from that? Indeed, like, and even even if you're not gonna give them for free, at least don't pay and you know charge tax on them because well, you know they're not a luxury product. Exactly, that's that's one of them ridiculous things. Is even if you're not you know as much of a socialist hippie as we are, you know to charge you know tax on them as a luxury product is ridiculous. They're not luxury products; they are necessities. Absolutely. Um, like if you look at like certain, I can name other products. That like you don't have to pay tax on because they are medical related products. Uh, yeah. For example, if you buy uh, a swimsuit that has uh, pockets for mastectomy breast forms, you don't get charged tax on them because they're like, no, that is a medical related product. That is a th- you know we're not going to charge you tax on that. It's you know in theory, government knows if it's a medical related product, you probably shouldn't be taxing it. But no. they for some reason don't you know. They don't. They don't put that that idea on the menstrual products. I, w- I wonder if part of that isn't just to do, do with like just piss poor education about yeah. human biology. Oh God, I've seen some some completely misinformed uh, opinions about uh, menstruation before. I've seen I've seen men commenting online who think that it's uh, it's like peeing. It's a thing that you can like hold in and wait until like oh okay I just. I, I feel like I need to menstruate. I'll wait and I'll uh, do it when I get to the bathroom. And then it's just like, oh, you do a pee and it's done. It's, that's ridiculous. But there are people yeah. who are that uninformed about this stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why why that is that people are so badly educated. I understand, you know, that when in, in schools, they will probably try and divide children up uh, into the, those who are most likely to have a uterus and those who are not. So that they can have certain conversations about things like periods and so forth. Well, like, surely you should be teaching everyone about that. It's important to understand what, you know, the other half of the world is going through. Absolutely. And, you know, that it also stops the whole thing about, you know, uh, masculine presenting children who have no clue about how that, how any of that works beyond yeah. vague diagrams uh, with sort of euphemistic, your euphemistic diagrams as a yeah. whole, you know. And the other thing as well is, even while we're talking on that topic, if you know these 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 things should really be available for free to people who need them. Absolutely. Uh, specifically, I think it's important to say they shouldn't just be available in women's facilities because there are, you know, there are male identified people who, you know, 
may still have uh, menstrual needs and who may need access to those products. You very often don't f- don't find, you know, uh, menstrual product machines in disabled toilets either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you often don't get disposal facilities in disabled or, no. you know, gender neutral uh, facilities. And you know that's that's a, that's a bit of a shitty situation. If you're if you're a trans man who you know is having a period, and you need to dispose of period products, you're gonna honestly you're gonna have to use female facilities, which is kind of shitty. Or you know you're gonna have to bundle it up in a tissue and carry it with you. To oh yeah, a bin. that's not good either. No. no. And also that's a bit ridiculous because sometimes I, there's a building I go into on a fairly regular basis. Uh, they they have their toy their single cubicle toilets labelled male and female. Only difference is the ones labelled female have sanitary bins. Ones labelled male don't. Why not just leave them all as like these ones have sanitary bins, these ones don't. They're all gender. There's they're single cubicles. There's no need to gender them and to lock you know lock lock the access to menstrual facilities behind the word female. Well, exactly. I mean, there is a, there is a pub near me that I'm I'm always very happy to go in. Something that always makes me, you know, very happy. The toilet facilities are labelled sitting and standing. Exactly. Look, that's you know that's that's how we should be dealing with these things. But I think our general point is just if you you should be giving these products for free, making them available to men and women, yeah. even if you're and not if you um, non-binary people. Exactly. Thank you for reminding me there. But on top of that, like. Even if that's, you know, you're not going to do that, at least don't tax them as a luxury. Well, not only that, the fact that period poverty is a thing. Yeah, like, it's it's a really common thing for homeless people, like, yeah. that, that that is a thing that often can't be afforded and can't be budgeted. I would imagine in the choice between, you know, am I going to buy period products or am I going to buy food? When yeah. you're homeless, one of those is probably going to win out. Despite what you what you need on both counts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, that was a bit of a conversation. You up for that, Oak? Always up for that. Always, always, always. Oh, yeah, there it was. It's, it's always lovely to have this chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh another good Oak. Had some good Oaks at the weekend as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some great Oaks going around. Yeah. Oh, that was that was oh. a good one. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, uh, should pop the kettle on then. Yeah, it sounds sounds fantastic. Right, so I'll pop the kettle on. Just pop the kettle on. Have a cup of tea. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, mate. <laughs> so, <gasps> Laura. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on YouTube. Laura K Buzz on Twitch. You can also find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. Jane is doing that dance she does where she dances along to the rhythm of my words. This is the rhythm of your words. It's always distracting. Oh, I have to close my eyes while I do my, my outro. Oh. <laughs> it just, in my brain, can't focus on both. I saw we. It's okay. Uh, you can find me on Dice Funk. It's a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast. Every season is a self-contained story. I'm on seasons three, four, and five. Season three is about a bunch of people trapped in a magical barrier town. Season four is a cyberpunk story about overthrowing capitalism. Season five is a big old adventure in space. Space. Uh, well, there's there's things with tentacles on their faces, <laughs> and uh, I'm a big drunk hippo lady. Uh, other than that, my memoir's coming out July 19th, 2019. That'll be available to pre-order very soon. And in the next couple of weeks, you will be able to put down some money for the butt book. One, please. You, did you, you saw a thing. That, I, I saw your yeah. video today. I put together a pitch video for that, and Jane has seen it. It's a, I'm proud of that video. I would like to buy one having seen your video. Hee hee hee. I hope that people enjoy that video in a couple of weeks when they see it, with all those fancy names that flash up on the screen going, look at all these people who are involved. Yeah, I, I like the font they use. Indeed. I believe that font might be changing, but oh. uh, we might be tweaking that, but the, the, the video is basically done. Um, Does this mean I get to be a hipster for your... your yeah, so you, <laughs> you saw the... the, the yeah, um, the original version was so much better. Oh, yeah, original, I loved it on vinyl. The, the original version with the pixel text. I'm I don't just know. looking for a... a, 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 a 
a vegan deconstructed latte now. Uh, what about you? Where are you on the internet, Jane? I can be found on stonemonkeyradio.blog, where I should really do something. I can be found on Maniac Janiac as on, on Twitter and, uh, 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 and YouTube. I said it around the wrong way, which confused myself. <laughs> um, I can be found on twitch.tv slash Janiac most Thursdays at around 7.30. 7.30pm UK? Yep. And, and I haven't decided what I... I'm going to play this week, but it doesn't matter because this comes out after I will have done the live stream. So you will have live streamed something. Yes, but I will also be live streaming something again next <gasps> Thursday. Ah. In, in, in theory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh yes, soundcloud.com uh, slash uh, Jane Harris Magnets, where you might be listening to this now. Indeed. And with that all said, until next time, be a stranger.